Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, <laughs> as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 37 of the Star Wars Archives, a UTD Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse, and joining me today, ho- wait, hold on, hold on, let me check my, check a list here on my quest is, uh, alright, as always, it is the Chewbacca co-host, Trev. Hold on, how, how am I Chewbacca? I'm like... I don't I'm know. literally the least hairiest male on the planet. But I'm I, I start the whole conversation and then you jump in. Therefore, you're you're like second co-host. What does that got to do with you, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm loving the shout. It's Quest what the is. list said. I'm just following the list. <laughs> and I'm Trev. List. I'm Trev. Keeper of a timeline. Pegasus over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So, for anyone joining us for the first time, this is a largely unscripted show where, once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever we re- uh, sorry, whatever research he needs. I will do as little research as possible, and we can talk about anything Star Wars. Legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, even miscellaneous newspaper clippings, and hopefully keep you entertained and informed over the next hour or so. See, it's because you're a reliable person, a reliable <laughs> being... And you, you know, I can trust you by my side to like yes? do okay. whatever we have to do. I feel so I, I, I feel like okay, like living, you know, if I had a really cool ship, I would feel okay, like leaving it to you, like under your care. Just, just and... to be clear, I do not owe you a life debt. We're, no, we're close. No. We're close in everything. <laughs> but that, that is fine. That is fine. But see, there's other. But I'm there, not leaving my family to go there's... traveling around the world with you. That's fine. Sorry. I'm just saying. Sorry. Although I feel but, like if I if I I think I could convince you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are ways that I could convince you to leave your family and come traveling around the galaxy with me if I wanted to. It so. it'd be it'd be tough. I, I'm not sure you'd have the upper age there. I really uh, I really don't. I, I, don't. I, th- I have my ways. All I'm gonna say is. Do not put me in that position, and then everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, today, what are so today we're going to be talking about? Oh, oh, damn, I need to keep checking this list. Um, okay, yeah, we're of course, yeah, we're talking lists today. Um, we're just going. <laughs> that's why I'm checking all these lists, um, Trev. So we're gonna yes. just be making lists. Should, um, should we should we explain this a little better? Well, that's what I was about to do, but why don't you go for it? <laughs> um. We had a whole topic planned. We, we do this a lot. We have a whole topic planned. We've changed it. Originally, <laughs> we were going to do the first of a multi-part series of the brief history of everything Star Wars. And yes, I stole that from Stephen Hawking. 
Um, we were going to start talking about the literal ancient history of the Star Wars galaxy, millions and millions of years before what we used to. Before there were ships. Yes, before, before there, there was, was a anything. force. And the big force bang. And this research was tough. Big bang force. <laughs> it was. It was. It was tough research, and mm. we want to make these episodes good, and they will be. I've had so much fun doing this research, and I can't wait to present these. But it wasn't going to be ready by today. So, we thought, what can we do that doesn't involve any other research on top of the research I'm already doing? Mm-hmm. So we are, me and Jose are just going to talk about our favourites of everything. Of everything. Of I literally mean, of everything. Some of some things. Our favourites oh. of some things. Jose will mention something. We'll talk about our favourites of that. I'll mention something. We will talk about our favourites of that. Yeah, we'll That's how do... this episode's going to go. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so no research. No, we haven't None really at planned. All. We, ha- we haven't talked about our fa- what our tops are of anything. Nothing. We will take turns, and we'll just go... It'll be a top three list. Um, yes. And since we haven't really thought about it too much, I'm sure we might miss some things here and there that might actually be more favorite. But hey, after it's said out loud and recorded for posterity, it will become um, Star Wars Archives canon. So that will just be what it is moving forward. So I, I love the idea of it being a Star Wars Archives canon. And someone, <laughs> someone emailing me in 20 episodes time ago and yeah, but you said this in this episode, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then you uh-huh. changed your mind. Yes, yes, that is that is the plan. Uh, That'll be a Star Wars Archives retcon. Yes, no, there's no retcons. It's just, uh, <laughs> but yes, that is a plan. In four years, I want people to be uh, reaching out to us via Twitter or Discord or whatever, and telling us how we got something, how how we changed our minds, or how we're flip flopping, or how we are not being consistent, or whatever, or how uh, we're just completely wrong. Yeah, maybe and we're, we're we're ruining Star Wars, right? Maybe some YouTube hate videos about how <laughs> oh, they can't trust anything we say. That would be that, <laughs> I think that'll be a good good status. I mean, we are the definition um, of unreliable narrators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, well, why don't we just go ahead and get started with an easy. Easy list. I think you know, Utini being all about the books and comic books and everything. Let's just this. This is more of a freebie, uh, Trev. But I don't think we've actually ever talked about it. But let's just start with books. Give okay. me your top three books, or you know, we'll take turns. But okay, my top three Star Wars well, books. Off, number three. What is off three? the cuff? Mm-hmm. I see. Now that's actually harder to go from mm. number three up because I think think well, my favorite. Okay, don't don't. The order doesn't matter. These are like okay. the top just three my favorite in general, but just give Star me Star Wars books of all time. Let's yes. go with um, New Jedi Order Traitor. Mm-hmm. Okay. By Matthew I haven't Solo. read that. Tell me, tell me why. We've spoke about this before. Of all the Legends books, this is the one you should read. It's a uh, Jason Solo is captured by the Yuuzhan Vong during the Yuuzhan Vong War, and it's a proper philosophical treaties on the nature of the force and his relationship to it and how that affects his actions in his part in his greater war and it's incredible it's absolutely incredible it's not like any star wars book you've ever read so yeah i haven't 
Stover wrote a couple of big, big Star Wars books. He wrote Shatterpoint, featuring mm-hmm. Mace Windu, which is basically Apocalypse Now in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He wrote The Revenge of a Sith novelization, which is possibly one of the best Star Wars books of all time, although it won't be on my list. No, um, neither am I. It's not on mine. And Traitor is a really small-scale story with like two main characters, but it's so philosophical and asks questions that the main character doesn't know the answer to. And as a reader, you're faced with these questions. You don't learn the answers at all. Yeah. But it asks questions of the force and the existence of Jedi that had never been asked before because they're being asked from an angle of someone who's spent a long time with the enemy and can she be trusted and mm-hmm. it's up there it's up there in my top three 100 percent. okay that's uh i think that's a good one okay your All turn right. uh oh you know i thought i would have a clear three but the more <laughs> as you kept talking i'm like wait what about this one? <laughs> what is about this one so uh <laughs> I'm basically just gonna choose three out of the, okay. and you know, and, and you've read a lot more than I have, so yeah. I can only imagine how much more difficult this is for you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just choosing just the, the three that popped straight into my head of the three that yeah. I'm sticking with. Well, I've already changed my mind on the on what I'm gonna start with, and I've only I've what I've read forty something, fifty something books. So, um, anyways, okay, um, let me just go with I'll go with Thrawn. Um, okay. From the 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 Thrawn trilogy, the canon trilogy. So just just Thrawn. Just Thrawn. The book yes. called Just Thrawn. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that one because well, I hadn't really. I guess I had seen Thrawn a little bit in like the animated series. I didn't know yeah, anything about it from before, um, and I just. The way that the book was written, I loved those like moments where it was just like it wasn't about the story, but just his like observations and how those would start each chapter, and it was this like quotes about how like human beings are, and it was all very much like observational sort of report on humans within this galaxy and how they act, and it was uh, I don't know I just really liked him as a character and how he was just very observant. Um, and just very analytical like that. And, uh, yeah, no, I just found the whole story really like captivating. And I always kind of, you know, trying to understand what his, why he was doing all this. Cause I never, you know, it never felt to me like he was doing this because he believed in the empire or anything like that, but he always had this ulterior motive. Right. So it just, it, the book just kept me hooked and trying to find out who this guy was, where he came from, and why, what his real motivation behind everything was. You you really should go back and check out um, Mist Encounter, mm-hmm. which is a short story by Timothy mm-hmm. Zahn. It mm-hmm. was the story of how it was published in uh, 95, Adventure Journal number 7, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was the story of Thrawn being... When he was on the planet and the stormtroopers find him and yeah. he gets brought back to the Empire. It was basically rewritten by Zahn for the introduction of that book. So you should 
Yeah. You should oh, go I'd back and to. check out that story to see how it differs from what we see. And it doesn't differ much. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a thing in a Mist and Cat where they call it um, President Palpatine, I believe, rather than um, Chancellor Palpatine, which I also think was rewritten for uh, a reprint in a novel somewhere. But it's really interesting how his origin story hasn't changed in, you know, nearly 30 years. Yeah. So, I, you know, highly re- if, that's, if that's on your list of three, yeah, highly recommend is. going back and reading this short story. I will. To give it some context. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. No, I, I it's definitely, I mean, just, yeah, no, I, I really, I mean, Thrawn is a character that I, that I've, that I do like quite a bit. So, and it just started out with this and I, and I did the audiobook on this and I think that, uh, uh, Mark Thompson, right? Uh, he just did, yeah. did a fant- fantastic job as, uh, um, as thrown to me. Like, I don't, I don't, I really like that. So, all right. Okay, so number, number two. two, Darth Maul shadow hunter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I one have not read the, this one either. One of the most throwaway books possibly imagine it's it's a chase the entire book is a chase okay and so i I have to put some weight behind what i'm saying because i've read all of the books right so you could take you could take these really substantial impactful books like heir to the empire or Tarkin, or Catalyst, or Alphabet Squadron, or Twilight Squadron, or any of these books. I've got to talk about the books that hold a certain place in my heart. Phantom Menace got released in 99. No one ever thought there'd be any more Star Wars. This one book came along, Darth Maul, Shadowhunter, and it just tied in to the movie so much. It was that first feeling of proper cohesiveness between the books and the movies but we hadn't seen yeah before the prequels came along we had the post return of the jedi um timeline we had books like the throne trilogy jedi academy leading all the way up to the new jedi order series yeah but imagine phantom menace the movie coming out and then one of the first time books literally leads into that movie i mean cloak of deception came out at the same time and they kind of form an unofficial trilogy and that's when the the written universe that i'd been invested in for so long really really connected with a cinematic universe for me mm-hmm. because you can have books tie into the original trilogy but they've been out 20 30 years yeah so it's 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 redundant you're tying into something that's already there yeah but you've got a new movie that comes out, and then a book in a year or two, well, within the year, that gives context and background to these characters and motivations. And that that's why that's really, really high on the wow. list for me. We we didn't see that with the sequel trilogy at, at all, I don't I don't think. With the tie in material, I don't think we saw that. Um and they they it, had some it, of the path path to the Force Awakens or whatever is like a couple of books, but it, yeah, but the, the, for me I mean, there was and a the sense whole of, aftermath series. But there was all yeah aftermath, but again, it's set years before. 
Um, I think there was a sense of fear is the wrong word, but it is the first word that sprung to mind. But scared of tripping over. Yeah, but what does fear races. lead to, Trev? Why? Why is that the first thing that comes to <laughs> mind? You gotta be careful there. But with Shadowhunter, it's it's a very confined story, mm-hmm. and it does lead direct. It is about um. So to explain to you, Jose, who hasn't read it and will mm-hmm. never read it, um, in Phantom Menace, you've got the three Nimodians who are the heads of a trade federation who are dealing with uh, Sidious, yes. aka Palpatine, right? But there's a fourth one that does a runner with a holocron that tells about everything that's going on, the actual mm-hmm. master plan, and Maul is sent to hunt him down. I see. And he does that and he gets... You know, other people foil him along the way. And the last scene of the book is um, Jack's Pavan, who has... He, he's done it. He's foiled Maul. He's saved the day. He gets introduced to Chancellor Palpatine at the end of the book. Uh-huh. And says, I've done it. I've sorted it. And Palpatine basically sends Maul to finish him off. Oh. I mean, it's. I guess it's like it would have been. It's easier to have done that with a character like Maul, because he gets chopped in half at the end of, yeah, <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Like, and if you're thinking about with the sequel trilogy, um, with like Force Awakens, like what characters have potential for you to kind of create a little very contained backstory that wouldn't affect the upcoming movies. And your list is very small because you're also kind of like what you were talking about earlier uh, regarding the um, the original trilogy. Like the people that we're dealing with in the sequel trilogy are those people. So I mean, and the the ones who die, like you're not gonna do, you cannot do the same for a Han Solo <laughs> story. No. Uh, so what other big character gets killed? I mean, Lor Santeca will probably be the one that maybe has something a little more. But nobody you know, like in this, this book died from the movies like more and more didn't get an origin story it was it's it, like i said it's, it's a throwaway book it's a yeah it's a chase or, although although there is that um shorter story shorter book from uh from that came out right after force awakens i think which is um the story of that um female uh alien that is in in Masconada's, uh cantina thing. Wait, which one? Ah, oh, what is that called? It's a really good one. It's short. Ah, but it's it's a, it's a, it's the person that calls that lets the empire know. Oh, Bates, that... Bates by Alan Dean Foster. So she's the one. Ah, uh... oh, what's her name? She's yeah. I I know exactly what short story you mean. I do know it. Yeah, that one's pretty good, and it's it's yeah, it's a short story. It's like it's also pretty contained. It kind of it does give her a little bit of a backstory. But she's very, she's very much a side side character, right? That um, and it's but she's pretty interesting. I, I know like her her look, yeah, is she's, really cool. Uh, she's got the, like the black and the yeah. Bay's Natal is ringing a bell. That could be completely wrong, but I know I know the thing you mean, but. Shadowhunter's way better. Oh, on, I mean, what's, what's your number two? Oh, no, the perfect weapon is what it, I think it's. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yes. the name of, yeah. Perfect weapon. 
Yes. Uh, by Delilah um, Dawson. Okay, yes. Yeah. Bait there was another go. short story that came out. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, I thought that was a cool short story. But that is not my number two. Number okay. two. Let's see. Uh, um, see, I was going to go. Well, no, I can't say that. Okay. My number two. I'm just going to choose. Why can't you say that? Well, I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna push you on this. You you had a thought, and then you changed it. What's what's the thought process there? Well, like I'm trying to not just give like I mean books have I mean something a little more unique, so there's more of a conversation about it. But it but, has to be your favorite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. I don't know. Let, let's just. I think this is this is the one that I. When people ask me what my favorite book is, this is it. My yep. favorite like Star Wars book. So okay. I'll, I'll throw it. Throw this one in now, and then I'll figure out what my what I'll <laughs> for, for number one. But this is the one that I typically say is so my your number favorite one. is number two. Just so we clear in this order right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that will be Dark Disciple. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, and, and that I, is a good choice. That book impressed me and surprised me in ways i was not expecting yeah i i just i didn't expect it to be anything more than just another like book or something just something enjoyable um but you know i'm always pretty intrigued by the grayness of it all like i'm someone who i mean i really don't believe in i mean in my personal life you surprised me no, no, but no. <laughs> Here we are. No, it, like in my personal life, I really just don't believe in, in. I don't see the world as binary. Like nothing yeah. is black and white. Um, so when in Star Wars, when things get reduced to just the black and whiteness of it all, there are the light and darkness of it all. It's just like it's not as interesting or as intriguing to me. So yeah, good guys and bad guys. Yeah. So when you have characters that are a little more that are more complex on either side of the spectrum then I, you know, to me, then they, they feel a lot more real and a lot more, there's a lot more depth and they're more profound characters, right? So with Dark Disciple, I like the idea that you kind of have two sides. You have some, you know, you have Ventress trying, you know, she's not full, showing that she's not full on evil, which we kind of start to get a little bit of, of a sense of that towards the end of, um, of rebels, right? That she's not just a Sith assassin. Um, Clone Wars. Clone Clone Wars, sorry. Um, and then the same thing with uh, with then with um, with Quinlan Vos that he is also like he can he doesn't have to do everything by the Jedi rule. That he starts to see that there is some advantages to going the other way as well. So I, I don't know. It's just like. There's a mutual, I think, understanding and respect that kind of builds between them. And then I also didn't know that it was going to be a little bit of a romance novel there, too. So, which is not something that is super, super common within Star Wars, even though obviously romance does play a big part of in the yeah, big I, picture of it all. <laughs> absolutely. And, and um, the, thing, the thing about that book for me, and the reason I was so surprised mm-hmm. is because their stories already existed to me in yeah. legends and it was oh yeah it was it was really in depth they had you know full on comic arcs and 
journeys. It was it was done. I wasn't a fan mm-hmm. of Quinlan Voss in Clone Wars at all. I yeah think they completely misjudged his character. Yeah. Um, so when I read Dr. Sable, I didn't read it in the Clone Wars version of mm-hmm. the character. I read it in the Legends version of the character. And I wasn't expecting to be as sucked in by that book. As yeah. I, I was, it's one of those books I was generally shocked and surprised at <laughs> how much it drew me in and maybe invested in these characters that were similes of characters I already knew. Yeah. And I already knew how their story had ended once in an yeah. alternate timeline. Yeah. So that's and I, I don't think I'm uncommon in that. I I see a lot of Legends fans saying how much they loved that book. Really? I yeah, And I, I think that, that I think that speaks massive about the writing in that book. I th- yeah. You know, but as far as canon books go, that that's a little with Jackson for tying canon <laughs> and Legends fans together. No, I'm I'm glad to hear that it has that kind of like parallel to the to the legends uh, versions of themselves because and and I think you're right. I the Quinlan in in Clone Wars, he's not my favorite either. Um, I think that he is presented very much like a dude bro. Yeah, like... there's a lot of um, stereotypical characterization yeah. there. So I was but like, but yeah. Clone Wars did that a lot. Of course, of course. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's how I was introduced to the character, and I see that I'm like, I mean, besides having a weird yellow thing on your face, like, um, I don't know, like, you're not, I don't know, I didn't love him, but in this, but story, his I his did. arc in the comics, yeah. in the Legends comics, the the Clone Wars comics, they're some of the best Star Wars comics that have ever existed. Okay. Like episode uh, issues fifty to eighty one of the Republic, damn series. So you still even, like know the this day. actual series. The, the well, because of, issues. Uh, I mean eighty one's a bit ropey. I know fifty fifty is when it went from the mainline Star Wars series. So that would be Star Wars brackets nineteen ninety nine is how we label them now. Um, uh-huh. That's when it became Republic. Because they did a bumper size issue 50. And I think uh-huh. it was 81 or 83. It's round about that area that it becomes dark times. But it's mm-hmm. still the same continuation. Um, that's still the best that Star Wars comics have ever been. Nice. Is that Republic well, run. I'll have to, Hands I'll have down. To, I'll have Hands to go through that, that, <laughs> through that round then. Um, Alright, so that was uh, Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Um, that was released in 2015. So that was my number two, which is really my number one book. <laughs> that's the one I'm throwing in as a number two. And I've got to go with, I, I've stood by this for a number of years now. This is your number one now. My number one is X-Wing Starfighters of Adyumar. So all three of yours are legends. Interesting. Yes. And, you know, that, that is a point. Um, <laughs> you can't, I mean, you it's fine. I mean, most of the books I've read are are are. Uh, are but canon, canon so. novels have been around for eight years. Yeah. Legends novels were around for 
30 odd years before yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. When you've read as much as I have, to for something to really hit your favourites, yeah, it, it is an uphill struggle, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, if we were doing top fives or top tens, yeah. if we did a top ten, it might be 70-30. Okay, okay. Legends canon. Okay. Um, but if we're doing top threes, then... Yeah, turns out we're all legends. But anyway, X-Wing right. Starfighters of Adyamar, book 10 in the X-Wing series. Mm-hmm. Completely unrelated to the series. It's not an ongoing arc. Oh, okay. But I, I talk about this book all the time in our Discord or anywhere else. I've, I've pinned it as my favourite for a while now because it is the funniest book in Star Wars that's <laughs> ever been written. It's okay. a comedy buddy cop movie book. <laughs> it's Wedge and Jansen and uh, oh, who's the other one? Uh, not Tico. Oh my God, I can't remember it off the top of my head. But anyway, we're on some New Republic mission, and it's just funny. It's proper <laughs> laugh out loud funny at parts. The the mission is, you know, it's it's not. There's no super weapons. It's not. This is going to break the Republic in half or anything like that. It's some minor mission in the grand scale of things. They have to dress up in Hawaiian clothes and act as rednecks <laughs> at one point and put on accents. And it, oh, it is hilarious. It's oh, lit- It's so, so funny. Yeah, but the stakes and it drags you in with the impact of it. But, you know, they do that in movies like The Last Boy Scout or Die Hard. It's... That's the kind of feel that I get from this book, or Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. It's that kind of book. I I love it so much. Okay, it's so since it's a standalone, that means that I could probably read it without having to read nine books before. That. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. All the, okay. You know the the nine books. There's um, the X Wing series is broken into. There's three books. Uh, the Rogue Squadron series written by. Michael A. Stackpole. Then you get the... In fact, it might be... No, it is book, book 10. Uh, then you get the three Wraith Squadron books written by Oren Alston. Then you get book nine, which is Isard's Revenge, written by Michael A. Stackpole, which is set immediately after the Thrawn trilogy. And then you get this one a couple of years later, written by Aaron Alston. And again, yeah. it's not part of that... It's part of that series because it's an X-Wing book. Yeah. But it's completely unrelated to those events. It just features the same characters and the things they went through. And it's it's incredible. It really yeah. is incredible. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So my number one, which is not my number one. But okay. So, <laughs> so the reason I, I kind of like paused earlier is because one of my... But this is not going to be the one I'm choosing right now. But I was also just thinking about Lost Stars. But, like, yes. you know, Utini as a whole has, like, talked ad nauseum about that book. And everyone knows. It. And, yeah, it's great. So I was going to – I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, that is definitely one of my top ones. But Yeah, but I, I want to hear your personal it. top one. Eh. I want to – no, but I, I, I like – I'm going to go with another book that I'm going to choose here okay. because I think it's uh, – when I read it, it, it – um, Similarly to what you said about Dark Disciple and how it surprised you, uh, this is this book did the same for me, which is uh, Phasma. Yes. 
um, because I, of course, I went into the book just wanting to, like, you know, this is a cool-looking kick, you know, cool armor. <laughs> so I want to know more about Phasma, and it turns out, the, right, like, she's, you don't really get to know much more about her. Yeah, the book the, is not about Phasma. Exactly, exactly. And, and yeah, just the point of, like, I don't know, the the way it was written and just like the the sort of like going through the desert and all like everything about it just i mean well you know i'm a fan of dune so i think like all those sort of like just walking through through dangers of a desert and 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 like some sort of dystopian type of like future thing i don't know it's there was a lot of it that i really enjoyed i mean it's i mean i've been a little while now since i've read it but i think it just um it surprised me a lot because I was just not expecting it to not really center around Phasma. Yeah, no, again, that book did take me by surprise because I go into... So, new Star Wars has a habit of just naming books after their character. And Disney Marvel does the same, you know? Yeah. So, you get a book called Phasma. You expect it to be about Phasma. Yeah. And then you get that that subtlety, that bit where they just kind of sweep the legs from under you and go, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, we said this. Her face is on the cover, or her helmet's on the cover. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about that at all. It's something well, much more subtle. It's more subtle, but it's all around her, right? But we, but the thing is, like, it, it's able to keep her character a com- basically a complete mystery. Yeah. And but it's but it's it's she's still the center of of it. So it's like the name itself. It is a bit of a MacGuffin, but it's still like it's still there's still a reason it's called Phasma. Yeah, but you but it's you, like... you you almost learn how she became this mystery. Yeah, and there's, there's still kind of a big gap. Yeah, in between you almost you know how she her her motivations for doing the things she did as a youngster in order to survive yeah. versus where she is now. Yeah, but you you almost miss that middle bit of her joining the first order and right all of that, and you know that was probably even more horrific than the stuff we actually saw. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, a, another complete surprise to me how much I enjoyed that book. Yeah, so that's why I I think that's like I don't know how many i know i know some people that really enjoy it i don't know how it is viewed in the overall like star wars like fan community but that's why i want to kind of throw it in there because i feel like it's it's worth worth mentioning for people that maybe didn't give it a sh- shot because like, I, th- I, I think, think it's, it's i think it's fairly positive i, yeah. I really do the people who again there's a lot of people like me who have read it yeah, yeah. in with you know not low expectations but you read the synopsis for that book on the back cover and you'd see the cover and you think, okay, it's going to be a book about Phasma. Yeah. And then with how, how dark and gritty and it, it asks questions. That book yeah. asks questions yeah. and you kind of get to the end of it and you think, you know, that, that was good. <laughs> so that was another, that was also written by Delilah as Dawson. Um, so yeah, so that's the one I'm I'm picking as my number one, but not really being my number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, since we did books, I'm gonna give you a choice. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do movies or do you want to do comics? Because I know you're an avid comic reader. I know you collect a lot of single issues and got a pull list. 
you may even have read more comics than books. Yeah, but I I read a lot of, I mean, it's if it's Star Wars comic, it's really. I ha- I'm like a little. Um, I have a backlog of over the last few months because I've just been busy with work. Um, but I read a lot of co- comics outside of Star Wars too. Okay, so so when did you? So, well, let's, so let's we can focus do on Star on... Wars movies if we want to start stick to Star Wars topics. <laughs> no, I, I, w- I want myself and our listeners to know a bit more about your Star Wars comics knowledge. So when did you start pulling Star Wars comics in? Was this a uh, canon thing? Were you interested in them before the sequel trilogy? Yeah, it's well, it started out um, when I—I th- I mean, it, everything. So everything, Star Wars for me was reignited with Force Awakens, right? Okay. So I went to see the movie, and then I just went. I—I I mean, I do this with a lot of things, but once I'm like interested in something, I just do a whole deep dive on it, and I want to know everything about it. So, you know, I did grow up, like, you know, watching the original trilogy and, I mean, the the uh, prequels, I was, uh, I was like, meh about, because I was that age where when they came out, you're like a little, you know, it's an angsty teenager that's sort of like, okay, no. <laughs> um, I've, don't worry, people, you know, we are a positive community and I have come to appreciate them, but I would still say they are not my favorite. I mean, out of the three trilogies, I'll, it's, I, that is my least favorite trilogy. That's, but doesn't mean that they don't they're not good it's just my personal thing anyways um so so yeah i mean like star wars something i i always you know i've always been a you know a little a bit of a nerd pop culture and everything and video games and so when force awakens comes out and i watch it and i was just like blown away and i'm like you know what like yeah i i do like star wars i do love star wars <laughs> and i already had um i already had a pull list at my local local um bookstore back in new york and so when i saw there's star wars comics i'm like well i want all of them so whatever current um comic books were being released by marvel at the time i subscribed to them all and that was when they had like the Va- like Darth Vader uh, series coming out with like Vader yep. down and all those, which is I loved. So if I had to make a list, I w- that was definitely going to be there on my three. Well, uh, we'd, we'd said about being under rehearsed. So this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk yeah. about our favorite run, our favorite yeah. comics run. Yes. Okay, I'll have three. I our have favorite, three, but they all comics... kind of like come from that generation. But yes. No, we'll we'll just pick one for these next thing. Okay, um, okay. Our favorite comic run, our favorite panel. Panel, okay. And Okay, well, I have I have panel, I have panel. Yeah, that'll do. That'll I do got it, it. I got it. Okay. So let's talk about our favorite run. You go first. Okay. My favorite run, um well actually I'm gonna go with uh I don't know if this is a will be considered a full run, but I th- I liked um Doctor Afra run from like the like the twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, whenever she first came out. Yeah, that that was good and it featured yeah. my favorite adorable murder droids <laughs> yes yes so everything about phasma back then i i loved i loved the character i loved that it was like an indiana jones but you like, mean afro you, know, you said phasma I was, oh sorry <laughs> I, have, I have i have a phasma i have a phasma uh the cover in front of me but yes i mean afra let me just close this so i don't get keep getting confused there we go um, so yeah, everything about Afra, um, 
I thought was really interesting and and all the parallels too. Just getting you know uh, black chrysanthemum VK chrysanthemum VK Santi. So you know, like that on the murder droids and you know triple zero. Like I don't know. It was just like it was kind of funny. So as a comic book, it was enjoyable to just yeah. be like, oh, of course, there's now a black C-3PO, of course. <laughs> and, and he is obsessed with murder. And like, so there was just that kind of like hilarity behind it. Yeah. But the uh, writers had a lot of fun with that run. Yeah. And the fact that she would just like speak up, like speak back to like Vader the way she did, it's like she just gave no, you know, <laughs> she did not care who he was really. <laughs> So I just liked, I liked that about her a lot. And she also had a sleeve tattoo, which is, so she just looked cool. She has a cool <laughs> character design as well. So, I mean, so yeah, that would be my favorite run. So I've already spoke about my favorite run in all of Star Wars, Republic issues 50. <laughs> you, just, you just did. Yeah. You know, we, I'm double hyping that anyone who hasn't uh-huh. read that. I know there's a couple of guys in our team. I think Jacob's reading that at the moment. Okay. Um, and he's. You know, he's recognizing the the pure godlike status of this run. Um, nice. So if we're going to talk about favorite panel of okay. of all time, I'm going to go with, because you put the idea in my head, uh-huh. it's that panel in Vader down. Is it, is, is, I don't know. Is it, is it my favorite one too? It's, I don't know if it's... It's the one where Vader stood there and they're like, you're surrounded and he's got his lightsaber because... He's crashed and they've sent a mission to go kill him. Oh, that is not my favorite like, one, but I know what t- you're talking they're like, about. They're you're, yes. you're surrounded. And he's like, all I'm surrounded by is dead men. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Jesus Christ. That's yes. so good. All right. Yes. You know, and, no. You know, Vader is, he's the, he's the silent villain for a, a lot of Star Wars, you know? Yes. Like, the thing at the end of Rogue One, he doesn't speak, but when Vader does speak. Yes. It has that because you know Anakin Skywalker yeah. is a yeah. drama queen. You know yeah. he is a he, <laughs> he he's got a knack for the timing and yeah. the quip. When it's coming from Vader, oh Jesus Christ! You, yeah, you shake. No, I mean, so that is I I love the the Darth Vader comics because he is such a silent um, villain, like you said. And I think that the the comic, but it's books, it's hard to write as well. It's hard because... to write, but then you can also work with like the thought bubbles and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that gives you more of an insight of like what he's going through and his like struggle, um, and that you know whatever that there might be still Anakin in him. And then that is uh, that my favorite panel um, would be there's is it I think it's it is in the Darth Vader run the same Darth Vader run. But there's a panel when when he's just like staring out from his ship, and there's like the glass. Yes. And he, I, they're talking about it, or is that when they tell him that it's his son or something? Yes, because the the same shot panel is mirrored in the main Star Wars run as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and then the glass just shatters, and yeah, he doesn't say anything, but then you see that, and that to me was like such a powerful panel because it's like, oh, but. He like it's he's you can feel it you can see you can literally you can see what he is feeling, by you know and and you can sense like his power through the force the fact that he can just like you know just by feeling something he just cracks like that 
glass, which I'm sure that if it's that big and on a spaceship, it probably has to be pretty thick to like, <laughs> you know. So and that, and that is the one thing that I will happily doff my cap to that the storytelling in Star Wars comics, especially over the last couple of years, yeah, has far eclipsed what was overall done in Star Wars Legends. Mm-hmm. Yes, my pick is Star Wars Legends, but Republic run. Yeah. But there were so many uh mini series and one shots that were throwaway in Legends. They were yeah. they were nothing and you know the, the art in these modern age Star Wars comics is incredible and yeah, but but definitely some really, really good work being yeah. done there. Yeah, okay. no, it's okay, so Alright, so wait, so uh what's your didn't you want to do like three points? On this comic book related stuff, what's wait? Your... So we we spent a long time already on two topics, okay. two topics. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. I thought let... we were gonna go through a lot more of these. <laughs> We'd be here for hours. Forty something minutes. <laughs> let's let's do quick fire. So well, no, no, I'm gonna ask you your three favorite something. This is dangerous. You can ask me my three favorite something. We're not even gonna compare. So, mm. what are your three favorite creatures or beasts? In Star Wars, Creature, oh, uh, creatures or beasts? Um, I don't know. Let's do a uh, Max Rebo. Is that a creature? No, it's a person. Okay, okay. Um, Enforcer. Okay, the the big pig. So not thing. aliens. Beasts. Beast. Okay, the big pig thing in Enforcer Awakens that drinks water from the from the trough. The Happer something. Happer. <laughs> yeah. Happer Borg. No. Yes. Yeah, sure. I know the one you mean. Yeah, okay. Let's yeah. do that one. Um, I'll do that big lizard that Kenobi rides on in yes. the prequels. See, I, I'm okay with some of the prequel stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I. Um, ooh, ooh, I have one. Yes. I'm going to go with the Islamari. Nice. Yes. Nicely done with it. I Legends love the idea there. of the Islamari, and I want them in canon. <laughs> the whole force bubble thing. I, yes. I'm, I want them brought to canon. I'm sure they are going to be brought yeah. in. I so, mean, it, yeah, it, well, does, with... it does go against everything that hmm. the canon currently mm. identifies with as the existence of the force and midichlorians, based on my research for next yeah. week's episode okay um it'd be interesting to see how they bring yeah. them in there but i i really like the idea of them so yes that's a uh here there's there's a legends pick for you yes okay okay so hit oh. me with something uh top three uh planets <laughs> uh coruscant because i think it's cool um <laughs> that was a whole city planet <laughs> mustafar because it looks cool <laughs> it's actually very hot. <laughs> it, exactly, it's not cool. It's stuff. It's, no, it's not cool at all. Uh, a third, a third, a third. Uh, Dak or Moncal, as it's called, because that'd be interesting. <laughs> interesting, and, like to go to or yeah, to see, or... you know, a whole species living underwater. Um, mm-hmm. I'd never get to see any of it because I can't swim. So uh, apart, you can't apart swim. From that, no, I can't swim. Terrified of you drowning. You live in an island. Nope. I'm <laughs> terrified of drowning, so I generally avoid open water. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, All right. 
top three starships. Oh, uh, mm, mm. can I put in the Chimera there for now? Yes, I'll say the Chimera. Star Destroyers in general, or just because it's got a bit of graffiti? Okay, no, no, okay, take it back, take it back. Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, I, I'll go with um, um, the... Which one is the tie? It's the tie. The tie fighter that uh that Kylo Ren, um, tie silencer. Is it the silencer? The with the really pointy things from the front. Brother Riser Skywalker. Is that the silencer or is that the whisper? Yeah, let's go know, with silencer. The one, yeah. the one with the really pointy things on the yeah. front. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that one. Um, I also do like the actually. What which one's the one with the wings that kind of like go up when they land? Another Imperial ship. Uh, is that the... Also, no. Kylo Ren uses it, but it's like the really long, and then he just like comes in and is like... And oh, that's the one from comes. the beginning of uh, Force Awakens, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. I like, I, I like I the long wings, the, the long pointy wings that go up. Okay. So, I guess I, I had to I, see I it, should I see know it. the name for that, because I literally bought my wife the Lego version of that yeah. ship. Yeah, you should. You should. But I can't um, so I'll go with those two, and then um, can I say the ghost? Okay, yeah, ghost gun. Yeah, it's, it's a good ship. It's a yeah, it's a fun <laughs> ship. It's a it's a good crew. Yeah. Um, it's probably got some good art because of because uh, of uh, yeah yeah I like it. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> those are my three ships. <laughs> okay. Um, my turn to give you yes. three. Uh, top three helmets slash masks. Oh, oh! I'm gonna go with the pikes because we spoke about it last Ooh. week, and it still befuddles mm-hmm. me whether they're masks or faces. Um, <laughs> I like that. That is the reason why it's a favorite mask yeah. or helmet is because you don't know if it's a mask or a face. <laughs> I'm gonna go with never surrounding Joyce, but as far as if I wanted it as an action figure. Finn's mask from The Force Awakens with the blood splatter on it. Because that's oh, iconic. Oh, that is, that is iconic. iconic. And that's, that looks cool. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mask slash, slash helmet. Uh, who else wears a mask? He could have also just put some like straw on the top of that hat and that could have been his friend, like a Wilson afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and you know what? I'm gonna go with the original stormtrooper helmet because Mm, it's classic. Yeah. Now my my final three isn't Mm -hmm. a three for you, Jose. It's my favorite three Jose moments of Star Wars (laughs) archives. Okay. So we're gonna go with that time that you learned Ewok to do the intro. Oh, (laughs) Ewokies, because that was incredible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the time, but you were completely confused by our Jar Jar interview. That was... Because you, that, you held all, that together pretty well. All credit of that one goes to you, my friend. That was that was your doing. And then the fact that you sang the Life Day song. Oh, God. Like, these are three seminal moments of our history together, and you nailed it every time oh, so they're my I three can't. big jose moments of star wars history 
Well, I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, let, to close it out, I want to go a little bit more wholesome and let's just, you know, we don't have to go too much into detail, but I just want to talk about, um, you know, our top three and actually kind of segues well from what you were just doing, but maybe just like top three, um, like Star Wars related moments in your life. So, Ooh. uh yeah, totally. It's, like, it's a wholesome moment. Let's just sort of like, you know, share something a little more personal here, I guess, if if we want. But oh, yeah, it's, just uh, yeah, this this is big. I mean, so I'm gonna my first. I've had lots of thoughts. To be clear, Jose has sprung this on me. I wasn't expecting this. So mm-hmm. obviously, Star Wars has been been with me for my entire life. I cannot remember a time when I wasn't a massive. Star Wars fan. It's always yeah. been there. Um, I think it must have been Christmas of 82, maybe 83. So I would have been six or seven. And it snowed. It it snowed mm. on Christmas. And I got to bring so my... White Christmas. Yeah, I got to bring my Atat Walker out into the front garden and play mm. in the snow with my Star Wars toys. Oh, that that's a great memory. That's massive for me. Like yeah, huge. Um I traveled to Florida in 99 to watch Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Because there was a 3 month delay with it coming out in the UK versus America and it's it's a new Star Wars film. There, yeah. There was no way I was again I was 20 so I was 23. I was Yeah. I think I've moved back home with my parents because a relationship had split up and I had a dead-end job at the time, but I managed to scrape together enough money to go to Florida for two weeks to watch Star Wars. That's the pure reason I went, is to watch Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. And me and my mates, we got to walk around some massive toy shops. Was it Schwartz? Is that a big Yeah, F.A.O. To- F- yeah. Schwartz. And yeah we were fighting with toy lightsabers that we'd bought outside the pool <laughs> in the hotel. And yeah, so that's a big thing. Can I give one more off the top of my head? Um, I can. It's, it's the timeline, a Utini. <laughs> it's answering that call to Corey and sending some, email basically go look at me i'm a massive nerd <laughs> look at my spreadsheet and yeah. then being in some way helpful to what i still think is the sexiest time on the internet but also seeing <laughs> seeing us attract and help new star wars fans on a yeah. daily basis some of the stuff will be put out being a small part of that with my history of yeah. Star Wars and yeah, it, it it's great. Yo, those, those are, I'm those are genuinely emotional ones. at thinking no. of all of this. Those are all really good, really good moments, and that, you know, and I think you know we we like to joke around a lot in this well, yeah in this show, and I mean obviously we we also try to like um, share good information for people to go out and and like find their own you know or read about the books that we talk about, but. I think it's also good for us to, you know, get a little, get a little more personal every now and then, so that people know that hey, we're not just like 
reading off some script or anything like this really is just uh i, I think know, it's clear every- that we don't do that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but like you know that everything that we say does really come out from like the heart at the end of it yeah. all, right that we so that we truly enjoy just doing this and and uh and there's a reason we do it right so my top three sort of like star wars moments i will say are uh number three will be when Wired Magazine, this was right right around the time when uh, uh, Rogue One was about to come out, and Wired Magazine put out a call to various architecture and engineering firms to give their thoughts about the design of the um, of the Death Star, like whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So they reached out to the office that I worked for. And so the, the um, office manager, she kind of like just sent out an email to, I mean, it was, we were about 150, 200 people in that office. And she just asked everyone to, that was interested to send in a few like comments on the design of the Death Star, um, including my boss. And my boss, is, like from that at the time, he is a huge, he's a huge nerd too. He, you know, he grew up wanting to draw comic books and, uh, um, he was actually like, I think he was an extra in Game of Thrones because he's from, oh, he's, wow. he's, da- he's Danish and he's like friends with Nikolai Koster Wildau. So anyways, um, so obviously like he wanted to get into this article too. And I got into, the, I, I got mentioned in the article twice because I guess my comments on the Death Star were, <laughs> were very good and oh, no, no they? other person got, um, I I mean I I wrote a few things and I don't don't remember on the top of my head entirely like which ones they chose but I did talk about the lack of handrails and how that to me was a safety concern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember mentioning that. Uh, yes, you know, as an architect, yes, that's a, that's, that's a definite that's, oversight there. Yeah, somewhere. Um, I, Some designers I probably got fired for that. Yeah, by the I, I also, Empire, Emperor. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I also mentioned that there seemed to be a lot, like there was too much circulation, so just a lot of a lot of a lot of corridors. So I'm like, you know, what about more like open spaces that would be more helpful for like the employees to like gather and so, like have a nice. So you were time. talking about improved productivity. Yeah, for the I thought. Staff yes. On the death star. Yes, so I just thought that the design the design of it wasn't wasn't oh, very dude, good incredible. because I didn't think it was optimized for for productivity I, uh, see, or just for, for general office morale. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah, I I'll have to dig it up. You can still read this article yes, online. Yes. Um, but yeah, I my boss got mentioned once. Every other like architect and engineer that was brought in that got mentioned they only appear once in the whole article and i appear twice and i'm How like is this yes the first i'm hearing of this you know i i'm pretty sure i've shared this before i don't but, think you have well anyway so that's that's definitely on my i mean that's one of my top like achievements of my life because it's combining my nerdiness <laughs> with my line of work in, you were like, in the an best way possible printed article about mm-hmm. star wars yeah yeah so so that's that's my that's my Number three, my number two, I kind of alluded to it earlier, which is just um, my experience watching The Force Awakens. Um, yeah. Just basically because um, I went to go see it opening night, uh, and I went there 
with my partner and I, I hadn't been to a movie theater that you could, um, select your seats before okay <laughs> like go and see so that was like well, new for me and we went to... now <laughs> it is standard but back when it came out I, I i'm like oh you can do this nowadays okay this is cool <laughs> and it was a had nice... you not been to the cinema since 94 <laughs> <laughs> i i don't i don't know what, i mean anyways but it was just like a nicer theater and the seats were super comfortable the screen was like really nice too and i just wasn't expecting any of it and so just the experience of the theater itself was great. And then we watched a movie opening night and I had no idea what to expect out of it. Was, um, it, was it a midnight show in? Yeah. Yeah. So we get out and this is in New York and we get out of the movie theater at the end of the movie. And both my partner and I are just, we're both blown away. Like we just spent the whole time, like her and I walking from the movie theater to the subway just trying to understand what we had just seen and just <laughs> connecting all the things to the original stuff and then figuring out trying to figure out where it can all go and to me it did exactly what the movie was supposed to do which is to like i said earlier it awakened inside you yeah just like i i had liked it as a kid there was a huge gap that i did nothing with star wars and this just hit that perfect balance of nostalgia and newness that i was like yeah i need more of this this that is amazing movie absolutely and, like i that. even just remember when kylo ren just stops that like bolt in the in midair right at the beginning and i'm like you can't do that like <laughs> I, I, it blew my mind man like i just didn't know like that like uh, now you see it it's like of course you can do it but when like we hadn't seen that before and and, and, it, and it makes it makes sense because surely a a blast bolt it's still yeah it's still matter it's still yeah. it might be light but it's still Massive. Yeah. There's nothing to say that you can't do that, no. especially and when he you just see held... what we're doing in the High Republic. There's... I know. Just because and... no one thought of it before doesn't mean I you know. can't do it. So the way he just held it and the the shot of it too, because it just like, when it just like zooms out and yeah. you still see it in mid air, and then he starts walking away. He's such a badass that he just goes like, "Now it can go and destroy the thing it was going to destroy." Like it's just like. Who is this man? <laughs> so everything about to me, like that's that is really why, um, like people can say whatever they want to say about Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy, but that movie just holds such a special place in my heart for reigniting this like passion for Star Wars and just like it just opened my mind to like so many things that Star Wars could be. Um, Absolutely, and it it did. If you think about the title of a movie, it it does what it says on yeah. the tin. Exactly. It really does. It awoke, awakened my. <laughs> yes. My, yes. It, it awakened in me. <laughs> um, and and then the last one, I'll go quickly through this one because I know I'm kind of like blabbering a lot, but um, it's similar to your number one, which is really like just being able to join this uh, this community. So I was going through a pretty rough time um, right before. I mean, this was right before the pandemic when I joined Utini, and I was like, maybe I need to make some. <laughs> some more friends that uh <laughs> that you know maybe have some common interests and i was like so what's something that i like and, and that's I, and that's how me and you got talking in the first yeah. place was you made a couple of comments in discord and i reached out to you even yeah. though we were both on the utini team i was like did you okay you know yeah and we've yeah, both so... been through similar and exactly but yeah i was just like i 
what's something that I like? And I just, I'm like, I guess I like Star Wars. So <laughs> I wrote Star Wars Online Community. <laughs> and the first thing that came up was Utini. And I'm like, oh, wait, I remember hearing about Utini back in the day because I had heard about them uh, through another podcast about like what, when it was a, the box delivery service. And I'm like, oh, they have a community now. That's cool. And I knew what Discord was. So I'm like, okay, I'll join this Discord. But it was just sort of like that finding the community and then being asked to to come in and help out. And then you, a few months later, just saying, like, hey, I want to do a podcast. So, And I think we probably do pretty good together because like we enjoy music and have a you know, sort of like a lot of similar interests. So, um, so yeah, that's like it's been... It's been a lot of fun and completely unexpected and unplanned, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely put this up there in my top Star Wars related experiences. And, and just so. to be clear, like we we do this these recordings, you know, every other week, and we have no idea if anyone's listening to them. If if you are, <laughs> I please, know, please tell us because <laughs> like we enjoy the back and forth between each other. We we look forward to this time together. But it'd be nice to hear from you guys too. If you're listening, <laughs> let us know. Please tell yeah. us you like what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some feedback is nice sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all right. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, I you're guess right. that's that, my that that is a thoroughly wholesome way to end right. a show. I, I, I appreciate that, so. Jose. I, yeah, I've enjoyed see? that. I, I I can be serious too. I don't have to be all about darkness and 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 jokes and stuff outside of Star Wars all the time. I can I can come back in here and do what I need to do. <laughs> all right, Trev. Well, I I mean I don't think we we're talking about any batshit Star Wars crazy no, no, things not, not this today. week, right? Not today. No. So we'll probably I mean we'll we'll do our um, bedtime story right after. I do my little thing here at the end. Yep. And that's it. Sounds good? It sounds good. Okay. Well, if for some reason you people listening to this have not joined our Discord, please do so. Like we just said, we want your feedback. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know ideas for other episodes. Uh, Let us know your list. What are your top three helmets? What are your top three ships? All that kind of stuff. It'd be (laughs) great to find out. Uh, so do that by going to utini.com slash discord and clicking the join now button there. And not only will you get access to the Star Wars Archives channel, there's a bunch of other channels in there where you can share fanfic, pictures, drawings, thoughts about the current Disney Plus show, the whatever you want, or the current book that's released. So... Go and do that. Go join that. Um, <laughs> and you can there, you can talk to me, you can talk to Trev. And if not over there, you can also find us on Twitter where I am at the Joxie. That's T H E J O X I I I. And Trev, who are you on Twitter? I am at Davy Todd on Twitter. Okay. Anything else you want to share there so that I don't. Cause I don't know. I just talked for a long time. <laughs> no, uh, we're just going to introduce the next segment of our Star Wars Bedtime Stories where we pick very obscure short Star Wars fiction, you know, officially licensed fiction, give it to members on our team to read out, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. All right. We'll click play on that thing right now and go. Why, hello. Good morning. Good evening. 
Or if you're Trev, good middle of next week. I don't know. My name is Eric Eilerson. I am uh, one of the one of the lovely podcast hosts and members of Utini. And I've been asked by Jose and Trev to read a little something. I was very pleased to get a note from Trev, which I have pulled up on my monitor here. And I am excited to read aloud to you. Uh, it said the following. Hi, Eric. When we first contacted you about reading a bedtime story for Star Wars Archives, there was only ever one story that I wanted to hear you read. Back in the day, the official Star Wars site had a databank, sort of an online encyclopedia. However, this one entry, Slyther Bushform, is actually original fiction, inspired by the pulp noir genre, and I think it will perfectly suit your theatrical background. I hope you enjoy. Well, we'll find out, won't we? I've never read this before. I am very excited. So I only have one question. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then let's begin. Slyther Bushform. It would take a devout, given, theoretician a lifetime to calculate just how many stories there are in the multi-leveled city of Coruscant, but Slyther Bushform will tell you that he's heard them all. A private investigator, or private DAC, as he calls himself, he was a nook with a talent for keeping his snout attuned to the pulse of the streets and the flow of crime. The case that had him seated at Dex's diner the same day Obi-Wan Kenobi walked in looking for information was one that started, like so many, with a woman. It was a dark night, one that would have undoubtedly been stormy had Coruscant's weather control network permitted it. Not many nooknogs ever left the filthy swamps of Sump, which is why he knew the dame that walked into his office was trouble with a capital trill. I would. She was a sight to behold, all right, with flush display bulbs and a cold glint in her eye that would either break your heart or freeze it solid. Her name was Vecca Lodic, and she was the personal assistant of Saboka, the Doug actor enjoying some fame from his latest starring vehicle, Air Taxi Driver. Between puffs of a slender cigar, she recounted to him how some palooka was gunning for the matinee idol. Bush Forb and his pal Rednax agreed to meet with her boss at Slyther's favorite Artie's joint, Dex's Diner. The meeting went smooth as Odigan Silk. Save for Sabaka's annoyance when the Doug noticed a Jedi Pudu seated in an adjacent booth. Still, Slyther's smooth talking put the Doug at ease, and when Sabaka left, Slyther had the job. He began his legwork there, waiting for the Jedi to leave to ask Dex a few questions. The Basilisk was always good for a rumor or two. Dex had heard something, a hunt that led Bushforb to other clues. Soon, he was sniffing out a solid lead from an old buddy in the Bounty Hunters Guild, which led to a rundown flat beneath Palm Plaza registered to a dug named Manoka. Bush Forb burst in, only to find Vecca holding a gun on him. She'd been the one to bump off her boss all along. Manoka was just an alias Saboka used to keep a low profile. And when he showed up at his own secret pad, she planned to rub out the dug. With Bush Forb taking the fall, of course. But he was nobody's patsy, not even for a looker like Vecca. She clearly hadn't learned to handle her rod on the mean streets of the underlevels. And when she glanced away, Bushforb got the drop on her. He pulled his own piece and gave her a nasty case. A light poisoning. Well, that's uh, the most genre I've seen Star Wars be, I gotta say. In a, in a universe filled with genre storytelling... So perfectly noir, reminiscent of the the dark black and white rainy nights. I can hear the saxophones in me in Slyther Bush form. 
is one of the most unique names I've heard thus far. Trev, the fact that you thought of me specifically for such a, a zany, quick tale of ne'er-do-wells, and of course, a little bit of Attack of the Clones love, means the world. I hope I did it justice, and I can't wait to learn even more about Slyther or Bushforb in the near future. Gotta be in the higher public, right? Thanks, guys. All right, we hope you enjoyed that story. So uh, thank you, Trev. Thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about everything and anything Star Wars. <laughs> and with that, I can now say, radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.